0: cool welcome to the show
1: thank you so much i'm excited because there's exciting things on the horizon
0: there's so many exciting things and i'm freaking out i'm nervous and i'm so excited at the same time so this is going to be a very short podcast interview it's more of more than interview this is more of you will be talking in this podcast so so as as my podcast listeners know that i'm hosting a retreat in December, December 8th to 10th in Austin, Texas area, and Cole, our guest, is one of the main lead facilitators, and she has been very helpful to craft this retreat on the back end. So Cole, what if you just tell our listeners who are you, what you do in the world, and from there, how you will be leading in this retreat, and what's your role as part of this retreat? and it's your platform now.
1: Beautiful. Thank you. You know, the who, like the who are you and all that stuff, it's like, it depends on my mood. It depends on the day. It depends on, (laughs) am I hungry? (laughs) So I would say in this current moment, if I was going to explain who and what I am, I am a facilitator by nature, whether it's live events, retreats, I love to facilitate connection. I love to facilitate transformation. I love to facilitate friendship, networking, and authentic relating. And so that's looked like everything from, in fact, tomorrow, I'm on a plane to Tonga for a retreat or a mastermind we book to swim with humpback whales. So I like to create epic, incredible experiences. And that's why I'm excited for your project because I've done everything from music-related technologies to professional speaking to plant medicine retreats internationally, you name it. You know, I've flown in tribes, I've done lots of really exciting things. And so I would say if there was like a sommelier of events, I feel like I've got a taste for these things at this point, right? And so... (laughs) That's come from all my life experience. As far as my job, what I do full-time is running something called The Condor Approach, which is a psychedelic-informed coaching program uh, where people come and do things in person. And guess what? It's live event-based. Why? Because I love to do. I love events. I love being with people. And I think what excites me the most about this event in Austin, uh, or just outside of Austin anyway, December 8th to the 10th, is this idea of a rite of passage. Every healer, shaman, facilitator, coach, like you name all, because for me, those are all just labels of facilitators. Right. I feel like everyone's going through this rite of passage initiation in their life. It's, you know, whether we call that economically, we call that a recession, (laughs) or whether we call that a spiritual crisis to see if you can really walk the walk of the game you've been talking for the last five years. And I think that's really what this retreat entails is a beautiful blend of connection and community while still having space for yourself. But I work deeply with what would be referred to as embodiment. What I mean is involving the body in a transformational experience. Transformational is relative, depending on who you talk to. For some people, what's transformative is actually understanding how their emotions impact their physical health. For some people, transformation is learning how to be seen authentically in a group of strangers allows them to go home and create more authentic relationships with the people they already know. Right? And to learn the difference between instinct and intuition, Uh, because for me a lot of how we're operating, especially in these kind of rites of passage, initiation points in our careers or our life is instinct-based. Instinct-based decisions are not always the best decisions. And when I say best, I mean with what you want. So for me, an instinct is a reaction. Intuition is like that quieter voice. And going through these types of retreat experiences is about tuning into both what do my instincts want me to do? What does my intuition want me to do? So it's a beautiful blend of making space to be able to get that more intuitive voice and understanding how we react to things that is quite honestly, just exhibiting how much we feel out of control. And when we react to things because of that it shows up in our life it shows up in our money it shows up in our relationships and so this rite of passage retreat is really a combination of music and movement and it, I like to say it bridges ancient technology and modern technology so it's like that's what that's what the passage is right we're in the hallway of this like intersection that where we can still speak the language we're not We're able to articulate what is the scientific points and why do our hormones modulate like that, while at the same time getting totally out of the head to go into a felt sense, into a deeper level of trust. And so whether it's the moment that people are welcomed in and a garland placed over their neck and welcomed into this kind of portal of sorts, or whether their body just needs to be able to move the way that it needs to, to let go of stress or tension for clarity. For me, this is really about people getting clear in who they are, where they are, what they want, and how to get there, but based on their unique experience, their unique needs and desires. And we're going to do our own work together, but we're going to be doing it alone in a group together. So to me, that's what makes it so powerful.
0: So you mentioned the difference between instinct and intuition. Could you could you touch on that a little bit mm-hmm. more because I'm asking it because I had this idea of the retreat three years ago. I've been to several retreats by myself. I had this instinct, but it took me three years to pull the trigger because it's a project. There are so many moving pieces. So three years, it has been in the three years of making, and I've become... Very different person over the past three years. I'm evolving, so this is a rite of passage mm-hmm. for myself. You know, I, even though I'm I'm saying that I'm the host, I'm just it is just a label. I'm also a participant. I'm also stepping into new potentialities and new possibilities. It is a rite of passage for myself. And three three months ago, I had the name hard opening retreat, and then the name came love festival. Yes, this rite of passage is a heart opening experience. And this is a love. We are expressing love, but there is depth. We are going to this retreat center to do work and have fun and play and laugh and cry as well. This is not just a relaxing gateway. So, so going back to instinct versus intuition. So how would you
1: mm-hmm. clearly
0: differentiate in that?
1: Great question. So we could use I'm going to use two examples. I'm going to use one that's a bit more meta or a bit easier to describe. And then I'm going to say how it could relate to say in a retreat setting. Example, if I'm out walking on the trail here in Austin, Texas, and I hear a rattle, whether or not I know it's from a snake, I'm going to move, get out of the way. That like anything that I'm thinking or feeling no longer matters. That's instinct. What is that? I don't know what that is. That's danger. I need to move. Instinct is when I'm trying to cross the street and a car comes quickly and I jump out of the way. For me, instincts are all the habits that make our body react to keep us alive. Intuition is more of that internal feeling. It almost feels like a pulling versus a pushing. Like it feels guided towards something. Where for me, instinct tends to feel more reactive. Someone's going to step on my foot. Or I'm at a retreat and I have not had the experience of being around, you know, eight, 10, 15 other people and felt safe. So my instincts could tell me I don't feel safe here, but my intuition might be saying you need to go because the only way that we can actually, work through it is to be in it. So intellectually, we might think we're safe, but our body could feel anxious if we have to speak or be put on the spot. That's our instincts, not our intuition, because we perceive some threat. And it's not that instincts are always reactive in a danger way, but if you look at deer in a field, the first thing they do if they hear a sound is perk up. That's not their intuition. They felt a shift in some way. They have to see if it's still safe. Sometimes they'll react and run. Sometimes they just lift their head. And so in a retreat, sometimes it's the hardest work is receiving love. Nishant, sometimes the hardest work work. is allowing your heart to even receive love. Everyone talks about shadow work, dark work, child work. The hardest work for me to date was receiving unconditional love in abundance. I I literally thought I was going (laughs) to (laughs) die.
0: Yes, once you heal your, once you heal those patterns from your childhood and do all the short shadow mm-hmm. work, then what's left is you're empty. How can you receive? It's, that's a new skill set to open your heart and be able to receive. It's a skill set. Absolutely. Definitely. So so on the first day of 8th, after the dinner, we have you to open this ceremony. So what does that look like? Because I'm excited. I have not been to retreats. retreat. Yes. <laughs> so what does opening ceremony look like?
1: Yeah, in essence, we call it weaving the container in the work that we do. Because I, again, I work with a lot of indigenous elders, a lot of different lineages, and so what it really means is that we're going to open the container and meet each other. You know, like we're we're symbolizing to call our energy to the present moment, to leave any other trials or tribulations or stressors at the door. We don't have to let them go forever. We are going to place them off to the side to take this time for us. What we need, what our ancestors call for, what our family needs might be might wait at the door, right? This is for us, the humans in the present moment. And so an opening circle is literally, I usually start it with like a song, because music, It you know the way that our body feels it, especially a human voice versus just a recording, It's a very different cellular experience. And so that's what we call weaving the container. It calls everyone's energy to the present moment. We're inviting presence. Then we go around the circle. We do like a light, we call it intention setting. What do you want to know, do, be, or understand this weekend? What would be an ideal outcome for me? When you speak your name and your desire into a circle, that's like a prayer. It's an offering for it to actually manifest or be created over the weekend. One, because as retreat facilitators, it's easier for me to make dreams come true if I know what they are, right? If it's within my skill sets. And two, a part of that collaboration with God, with universe— and so in the opening circle that typically takes about an hour, right? And we're going to have dinner and we're going to connect. But it's really the opening circle's done in a three-story cedar pyramid. So let's yes. let's imagine this for a second for anyone listening. You're walking through these very like gnarled trees of Texas. It's very hill country cedars, you can smell the cedar, and there's a path that you follow down until you emerge on this koi pond, and it kind of parts through the trees. You don't see it until you see it. And as you come up, you see this huge, you know, like redwood-colored, I mean, it's cedar-colored pyramid that is three stories tall with a glass top. And when you go in through the bottom of the pyramid, you enter into a water grotto. And in this grotto, where we ask that you wash your feet and connect with the temple. That's what the owner, the builder, Ricardo, refers to it as the temple, to cleanse and prepare before we enter through the bottom of the pyramid, where two double doors close down so that it is a completely solid pyramid. It's incredible because the sound and the smell, the reverberation, and then the light coming in through that glass top, like you can't even describe it, but what changes it is the second you hear sound in there. The reverberation of it is an awakening on a cellular level of presence of, I mean, it's like a little crazy vortex. You're in there for two hours. You come out, felt like you were already on a retreat for a weekend, And we do it in pieces. We're not coming to do this intense work the whole time. We're titrating between many emotions, play, excitement. There will, people are gonna have things come up. We pause for all of it, we're there for all of it, teaching what's the language of your body. Are your chronic pains happenstance or is your body trying to communicate? And so we're going to set the tone in that opening circle, what things and what information you might want to be curious about in your body over the weekend. Because when you start to attune to that, it's a whole other language. We were never taught to speak. All those sensations, tension, tightness, back pain, shoulder pain are not coincidence. And as someone that healed from chronic conditions like fibromyalgia, endometriosis, scoliosis, three traumatic brain injuries, a coma, 20-something broken bones, I got a laundry list of ways that my body was trying to talk to me. And until I learned that language, I was chronically ill when really I was chronically traumatized, stressed, burnt out, depressed, and hopeless.
0: Thank you for sharing and safety and belonging are the main, the main key component that I have envisioned and you and your partner Ta who is also going to be at the retreat to mm-hmm. walk us through the the emotional navigation. How do we navigate emotions and how that manifests in our bodies? So you and Ta are very much well versed in 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 navigating the emotions and the traumas if if any participant is going through any trauma release or anything is coming up from the past then you guys will be there to hold that space and container and my mm-hmm. personal outcome is to just hold the space and hold the container for everyone and for myself this is a new new outcome for me to just be there for everyone mm-hmm. not just as a participant and be there for everyone just to be there hold the space even though I may not be teaching or doing anything just just to be there for everyone to hold that love in a space. So once we have the opening circle, then the next day on Earth, you will be walking us through the body mapping, right? What does that mean, body mapping?
1: I mean, we're going to literally break down the function of your body parts. The development of your, throughout your childhood, what happened to your body is still expressing and it causes certain behaviors. And so we're going to talk about what we call like a timeline mapping. Every surgery, illness, cold, cough, tonsils, teeth, issues, all of those, when you start to map it out, become a whole lot less coincidental. Because we start to teach the literal function of the body part coupled with the development of the chakras. And so between the two, you'll find that when something happened at six years old, how it's still manifesting through illness when there is something in your environment that's mirroring what was going on back then. Example, I used to get a lot of strep throats, teeth issues, uh, fell on my bike, got a scar on my face, got another scar on my face. I have lots of things that happened. But when I looked at what was going on, when, I, when all these injuries occurred, it was, a, it was something like, say it's the throat being affected. I couldn't speak my truth. I didn't feel like I had anyone to talk to. There were very emotional components happening. And it's as if the physical pain was the manifestation of the emotional pain. I either refused or felt too, like it was too much to feel. So physical pain I could deal with, emotional pain. I didn't feel like I could. And so we're going to go through a very practical template of how, but we're going to apply it to yourself. To me, it's the most powerful thing you could ever learn because that's the language you take with you, no matter who you study with or what you study. Your body will tell you if it's a, mm-hmm. Mm, no, this doesn't resonate. It'll also tell you when you're scared, when you're nervous and you're being reactive you're not able to truthfully respond in how you want. So we're going to kind of go through this, learn it, and then apply it methodology. Learn the concepts, have a very practical way to look at it in front of you. And then how do you apply it? And then we have a conversation, examples. you know. So if someone's like, I don't know how this relates to this, we are going to actually go through that process. And that brings stuff up because <laughs> as people start to, it seems like something that feels separate from traumatic circumstances. It's not the body keeps the score. It's a very common book that speaks of that. Mind right. body code by Dr. Mario Martinez. Another incredible book. And so, you know, it's important to know that not only in or ta and I, very trauma informed Taza emergency medicine nurse of 31 years, so very medically trained as well. And then spiritually trained with the Huni Kuin and other tribes down in Peru. We've worked with Wachu Meadows and Ayahuasqueros. and so we've also learned the more metaphysical, shamanic, spiritual aspects as well from multiple lineages, and it's incredible how close they all were as we studied. So we're bringing this intersection of science and mysticism where we can speak to it, we can speak to the hormones, we can speak to the intelligences, we call it the hierarchy of esteem, that you have this hierarchy from your mind all the way down, really spirituality, all the way to your microbiome, that we're going to talk about each level of your intelligence and how we actually take that hierarchy, flip it sideways so it's horizontal to bring, so that you're actually looking at all the intelligence in consideration, not just spiritual intelligence, not just body intelligence, but all of it and then through more embodiment practices like TRE which is a somatic modality the easiest way to explain it is it's a natural occurring mechanism in your body to relieve stress so some people will shake really heavily some people will tremor a little but there's no story there you're not going to relive some experience it's not going to put you in that type of like flashback potential but it's more of a very really connecting to these different intelligence throughout the entire weekend to awaken what's already there. We're not coming to inject or project or or tell you what's going on. It's like you said, to hold this beautiful space with some tools and techniques and templates for the attendees to tap into that honestly, Nishant, coming to this retreat, people will save thousands of dollars in the future because the tools they'll get will actually allow them to apply it so that everywhere they go, they're actualizing their results. They're able to maintain the breakthroughs and the relationships and, and be able to know what to do. What do I do after a big breakthrough? How do I be present with that? Because we do an opening circle, but we also do a closing circle. And throughout the whole weekend, we are integrating in real time. Integration is a word a lot of retreats and facilities use. Very few people understand it. And I'll simplify, integration is taking the big realization and putting it into 3D. What will this weekend mean for you moving forward? What conversations do you need to have? What people do you need to reach out to? What steps are necessary in your life? And the body is going to be the one to tell you (laughs) if you are in alignment, if you are working with the really being manipulated by constructs or conditionings and what you can do to get out of them because your body holds the key. And so whether it's music or hip hop or dancing or TRE or whatever, we're going to be guiding you through this matrix of possibility. You're going to take what works for you, throw away what doesn't. You don't have to, you know, remember everything, but so far, especially at the pyramid, people have said it was the most impactful experience they've had as far as a retreat And so I can't recommend it enough. I mean, that's why I'm involved. I love this pyramid and what Ricardo's done with it, the energy. You know, it's like the accommodations are nice. I love the accommodations. We're a very like hill country, Texas. That temple though, the bonfire though, to really commune with people and connect to land while still having comfortable accommodations when really remembering who we are. This isn't like going to a five-star retreat down in Tulum. That's a different exactly. experience. And you'll pay 10 times more. I'll, yeah, If we want to create one of those, Nishan, if people want to hit you up, we'll do that next. But this is about truly what's possible when you'll connect to yourself, connect to the land, and be interconnected with people in a way that is not codependent.
0: Yes, when I went to see the retreat center it felt to me that yes you're leaving your old home you're going to a new place a new jungle or a new territory to to leave something behind and do something new and a step into something bigger than what you have imagined so i felt that because it, it it didn't feel like a spa it didn't feel like a retreat center in tulum or in costa rica mm-hmm. which are which are pretty High, high vibe in the, in the US these days. Everybody's going to Costa Rica and, and having you and everyone at the retreat, I have not experienced all these modalities by myself. So this is my opportunity to lean in into this discomfort and fun and play to to creating, I'm, I'm, I'm curating this experience for myself so that I can lean more into these new possibilities. So on, on 9th of December, we will have you to do this, workshop and you mentioned TRE, TRE's trauma release experience, right? Mm-hmm. TRE for form of TRE's trauma release experience. And we will have other teachers and facilitators on the day. On the closing day of 10th closing circle, what does that look like and feel like?
1: Yeah, in essence, we are going around to see what's your what's your takeaway for the weekend? What happens next? You know, what because we can have go have a retreat weekend and have a big beautiful experience but now what? For me, the transformation itself is not the coolest part. It is the output as a result of what transpired. Like after I have a big realization, what happens in my life? And then I, when I get to look back and say, not only was it a beautiful experience, I can also now see how this has deeply impacted my life, my ability to relate to people, my felt sense and awareness of my body. And so the closing circle is a check-in with each and every person. It's crazy because by closing circle in a 48-hour period of time, basically from Friday to Sunday, you will feel a deeper level of intimacy with people you just met than people you've known your entire life because people don't come in with the stories of who they were or the past. You're meeting the present person's self. So the closing circle ends up being a few hours solely because people finally feel safe to be seen, to speak their truth, to say what they want to claim for their life and not feel shamed or anyone's going to shut them down. We want to bolster and boost up big visions of impact, not only the internal transformation, but how that ripples out in your family, your community, your life, and the lives of those around you. So the, cl- the closing circle is to see where everyone is, help them know what is, what do they need to know moving forward? And then how can the community support them? Whether it's someone has an album release party or is taking a new job, a new corporate job, really filling and pouring into people, like filling them up to the point where they feel, they leave feeling nourished, like rested, not like they just did so much work over a weekend that now they need a vacation from the retreat because they're so tired <laughs> we want nourished growth not harder faster more now
0: <laughs> yeah there is no quick fix to this transformation and integration it takes time and i'm not we are not claiming that you will come to this retreat and you'll be transformed for life this is just a new step mm-hmm. into your life it's not we, we don't claim that it will change your life, it will, but it will give you new insights, new realizations, and new tools and practices to, to move forward. So it has been very short and sweet podcast with you. Thank you so much for being Anything Anything else you want to add before we wrap up?
1: The only thing I would add is this is an incredible opportunity to lean into a more intimate, smaller container, to be seen but not be in the spotlight if you don't want to to be able to have that authentic connection, uh, deeper relationships by only having you know 15 or so people in a space versus 50. And I think this is the time to lean in. It's a sticky, tricky time for a lot of folks. And if there was ever a time to take space for yourself, get clear in what you want, get more support in getting it, this is it.
0: I will add your Instagram in the show notes so that people know how funny you are, how funny you are in the healing <laughs> We will work. have fun
1: too. That is true. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Cole.